and welcome to Lunar Magic Tea Time, where we discuss all things magical, mystical, metaphysical, and sometimes even a little mundane. I'm Kristen. And I'm Nancy. And this week is the first, technically second, but the first of our sign episodes for our astrology series. But before we get into that, I'd like to remind you to like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcast app. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox, et cetera, et cetera. You can email us at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. That's the website, lunarmagicteatime.com. You can find us on Facebook and you can join our Facebook group. And you can follow me over on Instagram. I haven't posted anything for a while. It's It's been a rough month. It, it, no, back that up. It was not a rough month. It was a productive month. Yeah, you did do a lot. I did so much. <laughs> uh, and one of the things that I did was this episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Aquarius, we're going to start. Typically, when you look at the signs, they run in a slightly different order than you're used to. We're used to our year starting with the Gregorian calendar in January. But for the Zodiac, Typically, the year starts in Aries, which is not right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it made more sense. It made more sense to my brain to do in the month that we are in or as close to it as I could get that sign kind of a thing. So there we go. Okay. With that out of the way, the way that these episodes are going to be structured are I'm going to give you some correspondences to work with if you want to make an altar for each one of the signs or you want to implement these things into your workings with the signs. And then we're going to get into what the signs are in their various aspects. So, for example, my son is in Gemini and my rising is in, I always forget it because I'm the worst, Scorpio. That's right. It's freaking Scorpio. For Aquarius, you'll get, this is what an Aquarius sun looks like. This is what an Aquarius moon, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And remember that you can get your horoscope from multiple free online places that will break them down from you for you. I like Astro. I think it's just astro.com, but I will make sure that we get it up on our Facebook page for sure. A link to the website that I prefer to use. So Aquarius. The time frame for Aquarius is January 20th through February 18th. A little give, a little take. Some some places have it a little differently, but generally speaking, that's what we're going with. It is symbolized by the water bearer, and it is a water sign. Uh, actually, is an air, is it a water sign or an air sign? Air. Oh my, what air. am I doing? It is fixed, which means personality-wise, it tends to be a little more fixed. It's not as changeable or not as willing to change. It is ruled by Uranus and Saturn and its tarot card is the star, Hmm. which, yeah, if you look at a a traditional tarot uh, star from a traditional styled Rider White Coleman Smith deck, it's a woman pouring water out of a jug, just like Aquarius. Okay. Crystals to work with. If you're some general ones and then some more specific amethyst hematite garnet and lapis lazuli if your moon is in aquarius it's larimar which i had never heard of but it's beautiful Hmm. and if it's rising your the stone you want to work with is honey calcite again oh that one's just so pretty people should work with that one 
just because it's pretty. Metal is aluminum or aluminum, if you're British. Some good herbs to work with would be almond, lavender, and peppermint. And associated animals are the peacock and the eagle. Some kind of, like I guess. Air to have two birds, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Some key archetypes are kind of the genius and the revolutionary, the truth-sayer. Although I do want to note that there are times, and in a lot of my reading, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, a lot of warnings for Aquarius being the truth-sayer is, you know, you got to watch out for that brutal honesty if all you're looking to be is brutal. I liked that. The thing about Aquarius is that they want human connection, but they want it for all of humanity, right? So it's less important for an Aquarius to connect with people individually. They connect in community is how I guess I would phrase it. So if your son is in Aquarius, you are a leader for change. You tend to be a rebel with a cause, often one who wants to change the systems that are broken. And I mean, come on, think about it. There's that whole age of Aquarius from the 60s when major planets were moving into Aquarius and we had all of those cultural revolutions. It makes sense. Sometimes that means you can't always see the forest for the trees or you get hung up on the details, but you love to shake things up and be that change for the sake of change or the change for the greater good. There is a love of equality and fairness and freedom, but for some Aquarians that can feel very abstract and hard to put into action. A lot of Aquarius are very progressive in their thinking. And that's one of the ways they lead change is just by showing their progressive thoughts, if you will, I guess. At times they can appear shallow or superficial in their relationships because they can be adverse to those deeper connections. But again, I think that that goes to the, they're trying to change society. And those individual connections just don't really do it for them. And pl and please remember, if you're listening, that that when we're talking about these things, these are possible traits, but you as a person are an individual and you are shaped by not only internal forces, but external forces, right? Past life stuff. All of that. So you can be you can be an Aquarius and be sitting there going, ah, oh, that's not that's not me. Well, maybe, but where's your moon? Where's your where's your other where are your other placements? And and we'll get into those. But I like to say that nothing is written in in stone. Yeah. Except stone tablets, <laughs> and those break. If your moon is in Aquarius, your moon sign is where you show your emotions and how you show emotions. And so if your moon is an Aquarius, you've got a lot of very big feelings and those may came, come out in ways that others find explosive. And I don't necessarily mean like I, I even typed it out. That can mean a temper, a tendency towards temper tantrums, but it can also mean a tendency towards big exuberant displays of emotion, like positive, but loud. Sometimes with the moon in Aquarius, a person, like I said, can love brutal honesty with the emphasis on the word brutal, <laughs> they may not see the need to smooth out communication. Okay. If your rising is in Aquarius, you are a walking contradiction. <laughs> they are open and friendly, can be cutting and abrasive. Aquarius holds both logic and feeling at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, they can 
speak fluent sarcasm and they may not have the patience for others' shortcomings and they certainly won't have the patience for people not speaking sarcasm. <laughs> Nancy's like, oh, wait. <laughs> you are progressive and forward thinking. And the biggest takeaway for a rising Aquarian is that they are going to be the contradiction. They're going to love to travel, but they're also going to love staying home. They're going to want relationships, but they're also going to hermit all the time. Yeah. If your Mercury, Mercury is in Aquarius, mentally, you're going to be going a million miles an hour. Now, Mercury is our placement for communication. So if your Mercury is in Aquarius, you're going to be going a million miles an hour mentally. Right. Yeah. And communication with ourselves, too. Like, I keep forgetting that part. And it might make it difficult to organize all those thoughts. And so if your Mercury is in Aquarius, you're not going to be somebody who willingly sits down to meditate. Yeah. It will be a struggle for you. If your Venus is in Aquarius, and again, Venus is our relationships, um, a lot of people tend to put the focus on the loving romantic relationships, but really Venus is all of our relationships like how we interact with others. If your Venus is an Aquarius, you might find yourself prioritizing relationships with friends and family over those with a significant other. You might bore easily, and that will be in any relationship, just not not exclusively romantic. Mm -hmm. Because for you, the variety is key. And I think that that kind of goes back. I think it goes, variety is key because I think it's that you're trying to connect humanity. Yeah, Maybe I'm just looking for connections where... They don't belong, but <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And you will also value fairness and equality in your relationships. They need to be balanced. And because for you, they are truly partnerships. Now, Mars is where we deal with conflict and the way we take action. Not necessarily the way we take action in conflict, but the way we take action just in general. You will value deeply the ability to think freely, and you will value that in others as well as yourself. Sometimes that bucks up against accepted truths and norms. So sometimes if your Mars is an Aquarius, you need to be a little careful that you don't fall for conspiracy theories just because they're different or, or because, oh, look at this new way of thinking. Well, Sorry, friends, the earth is still round. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, while while bucking up against the accepted truths of the norm it is a great and amazing vehicle for change, you got to be really wary of doing it just to do it. Okay. Like, are you are you bucking the system because it's the system man? Yeah. Or are you bucking the system because you can see there is a way forward to change? Okay. That makes it that made good sense. If your Jupiter is an Aquarius, you and I cannot remember what Jupiter is off the top of my head, but we did discuss it in the last uh in the first episode. But if your Jupiter is an Aquarius, you love learning just for the sake of learning. And you love to do so in the most original and out there ways that you can. So you will learn through radical experiences or crazy adventures or ciphers. You will always find the ways to learn and adapt in most any circumstances. And it's pretty likely that you will take what you've learned and adapt it further to your larger goals. You are a very active, out-of-the-box thinker. Now, Saturn tends to be where we have like the big life lessons. So if your Saturn placement is in Aquarius, you may struggle with feeling the tug between two dynamics. 
Saturn is where we look to the past and how to heal the things that we need to heal from the past. And that can be our childhood, but that can also be past lives. That can be, you know, 20 minutes ago, It because we humans still think of time as linear and not what it actually is. As an Aquarius, you're usually looking forward and thinking of ways to change the future so that having to look back at the past and heal those things is not something you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So you may find that this push and pull causes you to have a slightly bleaker outlook on life than some people. Okay. Now, if your Uranus uh, is in, um, now I, okay, so I'm going to back this bus up. I did not do the generational planets. I have Uranus for this one only because it was the most like, oh, hey, big things happened in when Aquarius, when Uranus was in Aquarius. And those big things were things like World War One. But generally speaking, I stayed away from the generational planets because those require you sitting down and having a much lengthier conversation with someone much more skilled than I am at astrology much more knowledgeable okay so moving forward there will be no uranus neptune or pluto okay but you will have those placements on your chart okay but i think the key thing to take away from aquarius is an overall love of humanity and a desire to lift up society often paired with the concepts of the love of freedom and the love of liberties Hmm. and frequently a desire for equality but not necessarily equity. Okay. I've never delved this deep into, like, I don't, even know, I don't know my planets or anything other than my sign. So I did my chart using the site that I will put up on our Facebook page. And my son is in Gemini. My I don't have a single Aquarius placement. Hmm. Not a one. Not a one. But one of my kids is almost, their sign is not Aquarius, but most of like, I think they have four placements in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So a lot of how they approach life will be that love of humanity and lifting up society and then paired with the desire to be free. And and, and I think we can guess which kid that is. (laughs) Like when I talked it out. Not hard to figure out. Now, and that is not even getting into like where your houses are. That would have made these, what's going to happen is coming up, I think in May, there will be an episode about the houses and you'll be Mm. able to go back and kind of be like, okay, my first house is here, Mm. blah, blah, blah. And that will help add nuance and depth. Okay. But it wasn't something that I felt was manageable for each sign episode because it was quite a bit to get through this for me because i'm not an astrologer okay. that's aquarius aquarius. Aqu- aquarius loves people um one thing as a concept not necessarily <laughs> um, i don't look back one thing coming into this year i thought we would add to each episode oh. Oh, sorry. is how we have incorporated magic into our lives the last couple of weeks since we record twice a month. I had a reading with a wonderful woman, Lynn Magic Craft Swain, and she said that I needed to be become a practitioner. I'm like, 
eyes awakening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have all these powers and I'm coming into them this year, but get working. So as she mentioned, my working altar, and I sat and thought about it after I listened to the episode or our reading, my reading. Mm -hmm. And I realized that even though since COVID, I've been good at changing my altar, it was really more of a display. Mm -hmm. I have, and that's why, you know, I'd look up the book. Okay, so I'm supposed to have my altar, but I changed that a little bit this year of like what I think should be on my altar, but I made a working altar. Ah! Yay! And it's this little, little around that I can pop up and store things and do my meditation in front of it. And then she also said my music downloads that I get, the latest thing, that that I need to incorporate music in my meditation. So my all my singing bowls, all my tuning forks, and my drum are all right next to my working altar. So I can open with various ones, do my meditation, and close. Nice. I also had my aura read at a fair a week before last which it was all indigo and violet mm -hmm. so very spiritual clairvoyant or all that stuff mixed in together which we probably should do a show did we do ours i don't think we've done ours it was really interesting it was um computer program and it gave me like a 14 page printout mm -hmm. then i found out that the little crystal shop on I think it's Bailey Hill, right mm -hmm. off West 11th, that she's had that woman at her place. Oh, nice. But didn't think to ask her if she had a web page to see what events and that were coming up. But that was interesting. So highly recommend it was $50. It did the reading. And I guess she, I could have had my, and it was all the chakras. I could have mm -hmm. had those um, cleared, which I probably should have. The interesting thing is the chakra that came up the most blocked was the um, sacral and or solar plex and sacral. And that's the one she told me that my Nana's was blocked. I'm like, oh, okay, that could be some ancestral stuff right there. Mm -hmm, I also found mm -hmm. out that my other grandmother is one of my spirit guides. So now her picture is here. So welcome. I have to figure out what to call her because <laughs> she was long before I was born, when my dad was a teenager. Anyway. So, oh, and I've been reading my um, cards every morning, and they have been pretty spot on with some of the things she told me in my reading. Nice. So that's my magic in the last few weeks. So uh, I can tell you what we called my Scottish grandmother. Okay. Because I, my Irish grandmother, my grandmother whose family was from Ireland, uh -huh. she's my Grammy. That's why... Okay, that's why you're She's my Grammy. I'm Grammy. My mm -hmm. mom was Grammy. It oh. is the way it is. Mm -hmm. I will I am Grammy. Uh, sometimes I am Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh my Scottish grandmother, uh so my grandmother on my dad's my dad's mom, she was always Gran. Gran? Gran. G A G R A N. Gran. And uh which is apparently very she was not going to waver on that you could not call her grandma you could not call her yep. she was grand okay so 
that's funny because um my nana of course was mm -hmm. nana, and i didn't want my mom to be nana i wanted mm -hmm. to be grandma because to me that was different and but then i wanted to be nana so who knows where next come from um i also heard that nana was in many of my past lives mm -hmm. with me now this life and in higher dimensions and that she'll be with me for a long time in past and future lives, which is a little different than I got in the last readings, but I believe it. Right, Nana? Still get a lot of silver bills. Um, <laughs> Sorry. That's Nana. Silver bills. That's Nana. Read that bell for you, Nana. Very interesting. So anyway, so your magic. It hasn't been magic. It's been recovery. Uh, but let me explain. In my defense, in my defense, I wrote a year's worth of episodes. <laughs> well, in a way, that's kind of magic. No, no, that's absolutely magic. But it was exhausting. It was. It was, it was good. Nails every every hour, every two hours with a new episode. Yeah, and I still have a little bit more to do. And I don't know if I'm going to do them this weekend or... So I didn't do a lot of other work. I just didn't have the capacity yeah. to do other work because it was so... You know, I don't I don't think we talk enough we about do. how our little brains can work so hard and just be so tired. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that you had a lot of illness in your house this last year. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing is I spent Sunday pretty much laid up in bed because I wasn't feeling under the weather. And that pre you know, when you get sick and you feel like like the day before you get sick, sick, you feel the pre sick coming on. Yeah, yeah. And it felt like that. So I was like, Nope, no, I'm lying in bed and I'm knocking it out. And um, I mostly did. So I haven't really had like the physical capacity because I'm at the end of a flare. Because that cold snap sent me my poor physical body into a terrible MS flare. And then so I haven't been doing a lot of magic. There is a lot of reading happening, a lot of... So yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to do magic, but I have some ideas about some things that I want to do in the coming weeks. Um, the priority right now is going to be finish those last few episodes for the, for the year. And then I have some art magic that I want to yeah. make. I have some ideas for some incorporating some some not magic into some beautiful art, basically. So I want to do that. That's as far as I've gotten with that. I'm doing my cards every day, but they're just mostly being little stinkers. So, yeah. It can be. I did start salting my cards. I was told that by Lynn. So um, I've been doing that every morning. And the other thing I forgot is I'm running a little late, but I bought a seed tray with a warming and was mm. growing my own herbs. And it's got the lights and everything. So, because I was told that I'm supposed to be a healer and that she pictured me handing out little packages of mm -hmm. herbs, not to be confused with the other herb, but. So, no, uh, see, that'd be me. <laughs> so, I'm at that. I'm probably do that this weekend set on my table and get all my little I bought the has the warming tray it has the lights it's supposed to be dark for a week I guess and then yep mm -hmm. and then I am going to put the thing that I used to have the fairy village in is going to be part of my herb garden because because <laughs> the mm. yard just got changed around so um because of the hot tub 
that's what's going to happen. And the front flower garden might have some herbs in it too. Might be a more functional. You know what would look really good in that? That is lavender. Comfrey. Okay. Well, I can go grab that from Katie's. Yeah, I love comfrey. I love it. Or that one little garden area, which she hasn't done in a long time. It was not little. It's huge. The other person had pinned comfrey for his wife. So, like, it took over everything. It will. Uh, yeah, it will. But it also is resilient and in that front where it just comfrey. Comfrey would be good. Okay. My rosemary by my back patio door is still alive. Survived. Oh, nice. Right, because it's so close to the house and it's under undercover there yeah i don't know rosemary is pretty hearty i took some for my chicken a couple weeks ago just now snip some that and i think i still have some sage last month i was cutting anyway we'll see we'll see how nuts it goes i'm trying not to be a squirrel this year I'm trying to be more focus make a list and focus focus on that it's gonna be early yeah. down healing well not the healing we'll see Anyway, that's it. So that's what we're going to, um, every episode, we're going to leave five, 10 minutes for incorporating magic in our daily lives, because I think that's something we all have to do, especially in the coming mm -hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of changes in this planet. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping my mouth shut right now. You don't, know, and just, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So next episode will be Pisces, and I don't remember off the top of my i have the whole year planned out i sent nancy the schedule yeah pisces i know i am an airhead i'm such an airhead but that was done <laughs> my dad was a pisces my mom's a Pi was a pisces is a pisces yeah so we'll see so with that don't forget to like subscribe follow on all your favorite podcast apps we are on stitchers itunes spotify Castbox, podbean everything we are everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> podcast can be. <laughs> uh, yes. And you can send us an email at lunar at lunarmagicteatime.com. That's the website, lunarmagicteatime.com. And you can follow us over on Facebook and join the Facebook group. Awesome. As always, have a magical day. Incorporate magic in your daily life and stay safe out there.